Welcome to Lead Her Life Podcast. I'm Natasha. And I'm Dee. Our goal with this podcast is to inspire, entertain, and help you lead your life by sharing our stories and speaking with other empowered female leaders. Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Lead Her Life podcast. It's Dee here, and I'm so excited for this episode because we are trying something a little bit different, and we don't have a guest here today. It's just Natasha and I sitting down for a conversation, and we're going to talk about resiliency and just how we have been building resiliency in this season of COVID. Like We've been in this for almost a year and a half now, and just how we're feeling um, a little bit almost burnt out or emotionally exhausted from COVID. And so just some of the things we're going through and then some of the tips and tricks and things that we're doing to help us move through this kind of tough season. And so we hope that it'll be really helpful for you because maybe you're feeling this kind of burnout too. And we just hope that this is helpful. So Natasha, (laughs) tell me how you're feeling because I know that you've been going through a lot and just feeling all the feels. So tell me, tell me where you're at. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I think I think it's really important to be transparent and I think that, you know, you can get you can kind of skate through life just being like, "Oh, things are great. Things are dandy." Uh, but it's definitely taking a toll and I think, yeah, like you said, we're, you know, we're 15 minute, or 15 months into this pandemic and we're now halfway through 2021 and I I sit here and I go, "What have I accomplished?" <laughs> and and I think that you like what you said it's it's creating this sort of burnout and it's not burnout from working so hard it's burnout from just emotionally having to constantly say what am i doing with my life and what what's next and and this idea i think too of just for me anyways like i've i've been struggling a lot with like with failing like am i failing by not accomplishing more does that make sense <laughs> Totally. I can Yeah. I can also just relate by like trying something new and then it not working and feeling like a failure and just trying to like I've tried to work so hard on like reframing it as learning, like everything's a learning opportunity. Absolutely. Absolutely. And the other thing too, like one thing that I constantly say to friends who are like, Oh, I don't want to try that because I don't want to fail at that. And my question always is to them. Who are you failing though? Because your friends and family aren't looking at you and saying, "Oh my gosh, you know, that person didn't try that and they didn't accomplish it or they tried it and it didn't work out how they thought it was going to work out." And so they're failing. The only person that that knows that you're failing is yourself. And so and just, we have yeah. the opportunity to relabel it. Like we get to label it whatever we want. Right? Exactly. Exactly. And it's not I mean anything you do is is not failing and it doesn't even matter like there's nothing that is failing if you have to move home it's not failing it's just a different path and I think that's really important and that's something that is helping me get through it like I and we talk about this idea of having control over things like we don't have control over this pandemic we don't have control over the fact that we're not working at a hundred percent or working in the same ways that we were before the pandemic. Mm-hmm. And so I think, you know, for someone like me, it's been really important for me to find other ways to control things, uh, whether it's through working out or finding hobbies that fill my time. I just, 
you know, it, it's things like that to help control. And what, so like, what are you doing, I guess, to, to take control? Yeah, I think for me, it's been really putting things on my calendar that bring me joy and fulfillment. And I feel like something that's happened over the last year is that things have just been taken off my calendar. Like we don't, we used to meet up with our friend group once a week or once every other week for bachelor nights or whatever. And like, that's not on our calendars and, um, meeting up with my family and gatherings, like those are on our calendar. And so for me, it's been putting things on my calendar, like my workout every morning that I can look forward to, or making sure like we do those video chats more often where we can still connect and, For me, I know that I'm busiest at my best. So when I don't have things on my calendar and there's too much open space, I just kind of like shut down. (laughs) I agree because, yeah, I I totally agree. I think that there's not enough on my – like I always try and stay busy. (laughs) So if it's like if I've got a Friday to myself, I'm like, okay, what can I do? I can clean. I can – you know, I'm going to wake up. I'm going to work out. I'm going to clean. I'm going to meal prep. I'm going to do all this stuff. And then – all of a sudden it's eight o'clock at night and then I'm upset because I actually didn't take any time for myself. (laughs) And so I think that's the other thing that we've talked about, you know, between the two of us is just finding things that, that we can do for self care, whether it's going to get your hair cut when it's allowed or, or getting a mani pedi or just sitting down and watching Netflix and not feeling guilty for it. And I think it's really important to, to not have negative self-talk about those things, about watching Netflix, about... Or taking the time to watch Netflix and not feeling guilty about it or... You know, just like anything, like, or skipping a day at the gym. Yeah. Like, you know, your personal gym. Like, it is it is okay. And that's something that I've really learned over this pandemic is that I, I was on a, a new fitness journey. Like, I was working out before, and we've talked about that before, but since the pandemic hit, I was like, okay, great. I can work out every day. But the other burden that brings is that when I don't work out one day, again, I feel like a failure. Yet nobody around me thinks that I'm failing. And and no one around me knows that I didn't work out that day. Yeah. You know, And so I think it's really important to change that self-talk from from guilt and, and from failure to what is self-care? What is what is going to get you through that day so that you're happier the next day? Because it really does turn into a spiral once you get into a negative self-talk. And I'm seeing it a lot too, just with personal things. Like I'm, I'll get angry. I'll get fixated on a topic that, you know, maybe work related. It may be personal, you know, in a friend group. And I'll just, I'll burn myself out from talking about it with my partner. I'll be like so angry. And he's like, why? We talked about this yesterday. Why are you still on this? Like you have to find a way to let it go. I agree. I I found that too. Like, because sometimes maybe there's almost, I said like not as much happening. And so like the things that do happen that really bother you, even though they might've been little things in the past, they seem like bigger things that just, they stick and that's something that I've really been working on is just like releasing those little things or not letting other people's energy come into my energy. Absolutely. Absolutely. And it's like, what, I guess another question I always ask myself when I get upset about it is like, what impact does this really have on your life? Mm-hmm. Is it going to, like that question, is this going to matter five minutes or five years from now? 
And if not, just let it go. (laughs) Absolutely. Absolutely. And I think, and you know, I think the other thing just with when we talk about our jobs is that a lot of focus gets put on our identity being connected to our job. And I think for me, and, and if I give any advice to anyone, it's find a way to have an identity that is not connected to your job. Like it's okay that your job is part of you, but you'll find a lot more happiness, I think, if you're able to disconnect the two. And it also like, for me, I feel like my job has a lot of control over what I do in life and not even just in life, but like my day to day, which makes sense because they set my schedule. And the people I work with are people who I see as friends. And, and so something that I've done during this pandemic is just found ways to find that balance and and also find that that cutoff point. Like once five o'clock hits on the or during a day, I'm okay to look at my phone periodically, but there's nothing pressing right now. Like we're in a pandemic. <laughs> I work in an industry that is completely shut down. Nothing is pressing. And so I, I felt like I have been able to gain more of an identity. And that's a positive thing of, of this pandemic, realistically. Yeah. I'm curious, what do you see? How do you see your identity changing through the pandemic to I'm a human resources professional to something else because I know for me I've tried to like take away those like kind of like labels of like HR professional like grad student things like that and it's like I've tried to take the identity of like I am like a loving and passionate person and more of those like kind of like softer characteristics if that makes sense throughout the pandemic absolutely absolutely and I think that's that's really good for me I think thing it's less about finding buzzwords and more just about focusing on what is bringing me joy mm-hmm. and and you know I was making donuts for a little bit and I find that fun and then just how I feel it's like trying to detach from those like kind of societal identities to I'm a passionate person I'm a hard-working person I'm a kind person like I've gone a little bit more woo woo in the pandemic and it's like, I am love. Like everything I do is in love. Like, (laughs) yes. And, and the thing I really like about you is that you, you find things that you are passionate about. I think it's about sticking with things as well and, and pushing yourself to stick with things. Right. Cause that's been a challenge I think for, for you. Don't you think? Yeah, definitely. Going back to what we were talking about at the beginning with like trying new things and it's okay to try new things and I have seen like the couple of things that I've tried in my my own life and seeing them instead of as failures but as learning opportunities and actually just last week I asked my sister I was like can you tell me like three things that you think I'm good at or three things that like you would come to me for um, or three things you see in me. I forget what the exact question was, but like one of the things she said to me was like, you're so brave and courageous for trying all of these things. And it just gave me this new light to see that like, oh, actually I was framing these as failures, but somebody else sees them as being brave and courageous for being able to like stand up and try something. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I think, you know, you've said it to me too, where I, I went and something I did recently was I got a part-time job and to me, I feel a sense of embarrassment almost, full disclosure. Like, I'm a, and 
Jonathan will constantly say, like, you didn't have to do it. You don't have to work this second job. Like, but it's a way, again, going back to control. And, but I don't want to tell people what I'm doing because I feel like I should be uh, advancing or achieving more in, in my career job. And I'm unable to do that. And so this is what I've done to, to supplement that. And something you said to me was like, good for you for doing it. Good for you for going out and getting a new job and, you know, having to re-enter something and make new friends at work and hope that everybody doesn't hate you. You didn't say that part, but that's always my fear when I go somewhere new is like, how am I going to get these people to like me and to think that I am a hard worker and that I, I can do the job and I am competent at the job. And no matter what it is, I think that it's hard to get a new job and for you to say you know, I'm, I'm excited for you and good for you. And it's just, you see a different light than, than I do. And I think we need to be better as individuals to try and look at ourselves the way that our friends do. Yeah, totally. 100% agree. Okay. So that maybe like sums up our first point, which was like putting things on your calendar and then just detaching from this identity of work. Um, we kind of combine those two things. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I think like the next point that we wanted to talk about was I personally have felt really like just like blah and down over the last couple of weeks. And I think what's become really important for me is just having a plan for what I'm going to do when those feelings of like feeling blah or feeling ugh, like stuck and really asking yourself like what do I need in this moment and making a list of things you can do. And so for me, like I've had to tap into like more and more my more like creative side and like drawing or painting and journaling and those things that like we talked about a little bit before like that don't have any like productivity productive value they're just like for your own self-care and mental health so Natasha what are some of the things that you do when you feel blah or like (laughs) ugh or stuck uh yeah no I think Something I try and do is go for a walk when I'm feeling down. I think putting a podcast on and just going for, you know, eight kilometer walk and clearing your head is really important to take time for yourself and do that. Uh, I've been journaling as well. And I think when I have something on my mind or I'm upset about something, it is really good for me just to, to sit down and write it down. Also just setting boundaries. I think I'm somebody who who needs space. And so, you know, if I have to go to the basement and watch a reality TV show or play Xbox like the 12-year-old boy that I am, I do those things. And I make a list and I try and get as much done in the day. But I have found recently like, you know what, if I don't vacuum on a Saturday... That dirt's still going to be there and no one is coming. No one is seeing it. It's okay to let it sit there and take care of myself, you know? And so I think the biggest thing for me though is that when I am feeling down is is to make sure that I am finding that time for myself and I am going for those walks. Like that is the most important thing to me I find is like taking an hour and a half and going outside and not having to talk to anybody and not see anybody is really good. I 100% agree. I love walking and podcasts and just spending time alone. (laughs) Like as much as I miss my friends, like there is value in spending time alone. And I've actually, 
I've noticed this a lot as we've been renovating our new house and living with my parents and we thought we were going to be there for maybe like four weeks and we're going into like weeks like nine and ten or something like that (laughs) and sometimes I just like take all of my work stuff and I pick it up and I go to our house that's being renovated and just sit there and work and I'm like holy crap this is so nice to just be alone and not interrupted Yeah, I think another positive thing too is that what we're going to find once we start coming out of this pandemic is how grateful we are for things like our friends and activities to do, but also how grateful we are that we can have time alone, you know, and and something that's like, oh, I haven't seen my family for six months. A lot of people will say that. And so what used to be a burden of going in to see your family is now the light. Yeah, something to look forward to. And obviously, if you're living with your family for nine months, it's it's the Okay, hopefully in nine months, we're not still living with my parents. I think I meant weeks, but But, all good. Yeah, so true. So to sum up that point, make a list of the things that you can do when you feel down or blah, and then just tune into yourself. What can I do in this moment? That's going to make me feel just a little bit better. Even if it's eating a bag of chips, just do it. And then number three is, again, I've gone a little woo-woo this pandemic, but (laughs) I like it. And it's just believing that everything is happening for us. And there's a lesson in everything. And something that I've been working towards during this um, pandemic, or even just really in the last six months, is finding a new job because I just feel like, my current one just doesn't bring me the the joy and fulfillment and learning and growth that that I'm looking for. And so I've been looking for a new job and I've gotten a couple of interviews and they've gone well, but I haven't gotten the job. And then I've had, I've applied for internal positions within my own company and not even gotten an interview. And it just feels like really frustrating. And I just want things to move more quickly. And so I've really had to, during this whole process, is sit back and just trust that, like, I haven't gotten these jobs because the most perfect job is coming my way. Natasha, how has – I know that you maybe have a similar experience in a different context, but how has believing that everything is happening for you um, helped you move through the last months, few months? I think it's hard because I think I'm the type of person who has always said everything happens for a reason and Mm – I have stories to back that up and and I'll tell it but to start like looking for a house has been that yep. scenario like I we have put so many offers in on houses and we're not getting it and there was a whole situation this week of like we found a house we really liked in a different town messaged our real estate agent and agent didn't get back for something like 35 hours finally gets back says oh sorry they were looking at offers yesterday turns out they weren't they were looking at offers the next day they saw the offers, whatever it sold, and then all of a sudden it didn't sell. So it's just been this roller coaster of up and down. And I'm like, okay, great. So we were gonna see it today, and then the agent messaged and was like, oh, sorry, they got a bully offer. And it's like, oh, are you kidding me? Like this is the perfect house. It was go good. And like, but but the thing is, every house that we see, I'm always like, oh my gosh, this is the perfect house. So I know in the back of my mind that there's going to be more, but I just have to work on my patience. Um, but yeah, like that that's what is the biggest thing of everything happens for a reason. Like we are going to find the house that is absolutely perfect for us and is going to be the forever home and I'm committed to believing that every time we don't get it, it's 
because there is something bigger and better out there. Yeah, I think the story that I want to say, like, because mm-hmm. I try and tell people, like, everything happens for a reason. And and it's – I have one friend where I'll say that, and she's like, ugh, that's so woo-woo, like you say. And I'm like, well, I'm not a woo-woo person. Like, I'm not somebody who is into all of the – like, I have my beliefs, whatever, but, mm-hmm. but that is one thing I truly strongly believe in. And so a story of, like, everything happens for a reason, I – when I was like, I don't know, 21, maybe 22, I was working at a restaurant in St. Catharines and I had moved from, from my university town to go and live in St. Catharines with my sister. I was like, great, I'm going to do this for the summer. I'm going to work at this little port town uh, and it's going to be great. And it didn't work out and it was the first time since I was probably 14 years old that I didn't have a job. So I worked for about a month. It didn't work out. It just, it was not a good fit. I was so depressed. And so I all of a sudden had no job. I left a job to come to this one and I'm sitting there and I'm going like, oh my goodness, I failed. Like, and I remember like crying and just being like, I hated the job, but I also need a job. And so I let it go for a month. I didn't work. And somebody, a family member reached out and said, hey, um, there's this theater and they're looking for a box office staff. And I went, okay, I'll apply. And so I applied to this box office job and I got it. And that has now been the springboard for where I am now. And I, you know, I work in HR for the same company. But then the other things that have come out of it is I've met great friends. You know, you and I met through this job. Uh, Some of our closest friends we've met through this job. And then the person who I bought a house with and, (laughs) you know, may someday be (laughs) my husband, I met at this job. And, And it's all of these things to say at that point in time when I was 21 or 22 and had no job and thought that was the end of the world and how could this happen? How could I let this happen? has turned into so much more. And that's why I think it is so good to look at things to say everything happens for a reason. Yeah. That's a crazy story. I don't think I actually (laughs) knew that, knew that story or, or it's been a long time since I've heard it, but that's really, it's really powerful to know that like everything is happening for us. I think something that during the pandemic that I've looked back on in my life in 2011, I got mono really bad, which turned into a whole bunch of mental health issues like anxiety and depression and I had to work through those issues then and I think it's what helped me thrive in 2020 when the world shut down I actually coped really well and I saw that the only reason I was able to cope so well was because I had dealt with so much shit 10 years earlier so absolutely and yeah. at that time I was so I was 19 I wanted to go out and party and do all this and I instead <laughs> I was dealing with a bunch of crap and now I just know that like I went through that to thrive and to like learn from that opportunity so that I can succeed now. Um, so it's been really powerful to reflect on that too. Yeah. And I think it's really important to focus on the positives because I think the other thing is like we get so fixated on negative things and it just brings us down. Right. And, and so being able to change your perspective on something and make it positive pushes you forward. Right. And so like you say, like you've been able to thrive 
because you had to deal with all of that in the past, you're able to see the positive in so many things. Totally. So before we wrap this podcast up, I wanted to share one last tip on building resiliency and just moving through this season, this tough times, and that's to practice gratitude. And because I think it's something that has really changed my life that even in the moments where you're feeling frustrated, that you can find something to be grateful for. Even something is like, I can breathe, I'm alive, I have a healthy and able body, I have like family or friends or whatever it is, or like be grateful for like a warm cup of tea, a warm bed, like just the super simple things in life, I think has really also helped me get through, get me through this season um, is practicing gratitude. Absolutely. And, and just to add to that, like I have a car that doesn't have AC and I was telling you this story and and so having that gratitude, I sit there and I go, oh my goodness, I have a two-hour drive without air conditioning. But changing that perspective to be, I'm grateful that I have a vehicle that allows me the freedom to go two hours away. Yeah, I love it. I love when you can just find like gratitude in the simple things and just being so grateful for this life. Like also like just even being able to listen to a podcast, like, isn't that pretty cool? Like I was explaining podcasts to my 86 year old grandmother yesterday <laughs> and she's like, what? A broadcast? And I was like, not quite. It's a podcast. And you like download an app and you listen to it and you can listen to me talk. And so now she has a date with my mom to listen to our podcast, but there's just so much to be grateful for in this, in this time too. So absolutely. With that, thank you so much for listening to this episode. We hope that it was helpful. And if you can relate to anything we talked about, um, send us a DM and let us know what resonated with you. And if you like this style episode, if you like just listening to Natasha and I talk and vent about everything that's going on with our life and how we're dealing with um, things, let us know because we'd love to hear from you. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for listening. If you want to keep hanging out with us, come say hi on Instagram or Twitter at leadherlifepod. Or if you have a question that you want us to answer, send us an email at leadherlifepodcast at gmail.com. Until next time, keep leading your life. Okay, bye.